It's silk. Tag team partner Chidi, aka Chidi Bang. Uh, I think it's what? CT, aka Chidi Bang. Hey, whatever you will. My man. Um, what's up, everybody? What's good? Yes, we are the Reasonable Wrestling Podcast, the underground of professional wrestling podcast. Thank you guys for joining us once again. Uh, today, we're going to kick off with a little tribute to the Dead Man, right? Uh, yeah, um, you know, he made his debut. I believe if our math is correctly, or if Michael Cole will ever fucking stop saying it, 30 years, oh, yeah. right? 30 years. He's been us 30 years. So let's just rewind that back. 2020 minus 30 years, that's... 1990. So that guy has been around and been the phenom, been the dead man, been the, oh my God, what is that? He is on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. You know why? Because everybody has their criteria for Mount Rushmore. We've had this on the pod, conversation on the podcast before. But mine is uh, a wrestler who's known for their working, a wrestler who's known for their, their you know, showmanship, a wrestler who's known for their character, and a wrestler who is... Uh, what, what, what did I have? <laughs> oh, the fourth one. <laughs> There's another one. But essentially, <laughs> it was a uh, working character, Mike Skills, excuse me, Mike Skills, and um, the showmanship. So I had I had Undertaker on there for character. He's the best character that has ever been in wrestling. So I'm um, putting him up there on my wrestling with The Rock, Shawn Michaels, and uh, and who? The Rock, Shawn Michaels, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, it seems like we left a wrestler <laughs> off that list. Did we not? <laughs> yes. Oh, I'm not going. I ain't even going to touch that. <laughs> I, I, ain't even, I ain't even finished touch that with a tip foot pole, my nigga. Right. So with that being said, somebody favorite wrestler's not on there on Mount Rushmore. He's my favorite wrestler, but it doesn't mean he's on a Mount Rushmore. Oh, okay. Okay. Those not Hulk Hogan. So no, I know, I know, I know yeah. that, but I'm just like, can I hear you? You know what I mean? Can I, hey, can, I, can I hear you? You know what I mean? Okay. With that being said, The Undertaker without a shadow of a doubt, is one of the most recognizable wrestlers for just being a wrestler that there ever was. And I stole that take... culture icon. I stole that take off of Twitter. Um, I can't remember who the fuck I stole it from, and I probably could have just kept it as my own since everybody steals shit, but I'm just going to be a good guy today. I found that on Twitter, and Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan, no, no Hollywood movies... 
No entertainment, no no sponsor, no Slim Jims, no nothing. Niggas know them strictly off of wrestling and wrestling alone. So, um, Undertaker, shout out to you, man. Um, I think there has been this discussion before because we celebrated his 25th anniversary five years ago. But what is your favorite and greatest uh, incarnation of The Undertaker? It has to be Ministry Darkness Taker, man. When he took that shit over, um, and you had that moment in wrestling where it just felt like every Monday, you're like, what the fuck is this guy, sick, sick bastard, gonna do? You had no idea what the occult was. I was a little kid, man, and they put they put Stone Cold on the cross, and they kidnapped Stephanie McMahon. That's the Undertaker that I love the most. I mean, I'll tell you right now, when he went onto the American Badass stuff, you know, when he came back with Judgment Day, which was a great moment, I kind of was a little bit peeved because I really like the dark shit. But one thing you can say about Undertaker, he's always evolved his character. And right now we're seeing another evolution of the Undertaker as just the man. You know, Mark Alley, you can see him on Hot Ones and eating buffalo wings and whatnot. You need a flight light. I need a light. I need some fire. I need some fire, man. Uh, Speaking of Undertaker Ministry of Darkness, let's go ahead and play one of the most fireous intros of all time. Please don't sue us. We ain't got no money. Of course it's gonna be a fucking ad. Guarantee it. It's gonna be an ad. (laughs) My mom thought this was some Satan shit, nigga. I could not motherfucking... (laughs) Now that... They went in. They went in. They remixed everything back then. I think so you don't get royalties you have to play less than like, what, 30 seconds or something like that? Or you just gotta chop it up and just like, we the best! <laughs> Music! <laughs> and then you can just start it over again. Like, you know what I mean? Something like that. I don't know how that works. I don't know. Nah, but now we're going to end it now. You gotta get the picture. Uh, uh, 30 years, that is epic. Yo, he and, was uh, on that Santanic shit. That was, that was wild. Yeah. That, that, that and was. And he get to see that, that, that cameo. That was wild, man. Hey, like, how much, how much is Kiss Listen, cameo, uh, I think they got that nigga a thousand dollars. Thousand dollars? stack, nigga. Pull up on the taker, he'll talk to you for a stack, my nigga. What's happening with that? Oh, my God. Um, nah, so... Listen, Undertaker, 30 years, he's got a partnership now. They got new merch with uh, Snoop Dogg. Undertaker merch? Undertaker merch with Snoop Dogg. It's a collaboration. Go figure. Um, So they're they're right now, you know, he's had umpteen documentaries on the fucking network. Does Undertaker smoke weed? I wonder. Nah, I mean, he's Blue Lives Matter. Who the fuck out of there? That has nothing to do with him smoking weed. Shit, I don't I'm know. sure a lot of people who Blue Lives Matter smoke weed. They smoke meth. <laughs> Is that racist? <laughs> no. They are? What the fuck? Listen, I mean, it's all about him a little bit. I'm sure that when we get our CBD oils together, we got to set it in the park, Mark Howell. That body seems like it's aching. Probably from all the 30 years of punishment he's been taking. I know he ain't going to. If he, he doesn't smoke weed, he should. He ain't going to take it from two black boys. I can tell you that. Nigga. <laughs> let's not get into the politic conversation right now. But, but uh, let's just keep it at that. 
Do you know that this money's going to act blue? He's gonna kick our shit off the motherfucking counter, nigga. <laughs> Not, not now, thank you. Not <laughs> no, we still need black lives still matter, For no matter real. who the president is. They man. still matter, absolutely. For sure. And do you know what I mean? Uh, but hey, at the end of the day, you can see him on cameo for a thousand dollars. But you got Zelina Vega out here; they fire her ass. No, listen. From some of the same ass that's, shit. That's that's not that's. Hold on, don't what? be, don't bring that fan shit here to the podcast, okay? Are we not? Listen, Are we not listen. Fans? Zelina Vega did not get fired because she, listen. Why did she get fired? Listen. You can still see Big E on Cameo. You can still see Alexa Bliss on Cameo. You can still see Sasha Banks at Cameo. As long as you go through WWE. We've already had this conversation, so you know exactly where I stand. (laughs) WWE is on some bullshit. With this shit, yeah, I I understand that you know you know their characters to WWE. Um, I think that what they're doing right now, not limiting these guys to have their own brand outside of the company, or else you're gonna get fired. Zelina still hasn't taken her WWE tag off her Twitter name. So that matters. That matters. The reason this that's, that goes exactly to my point. You are attached to the brand that you attached your brand to. I don't think she should have been released. Put it that way. Okay. I don't think she should have been released, and I think that when it comes to, but do you know why? And this is why I say this. Because it goes deeper than just uh, cameo or her having an OnlyFans or her trying to get some money on the side. It goes deeper to the fact that these guys don't even have general health care, bro. And I'm telling you right now, and you can take a clip of this. WWE is not going to get through the next ten years, next decade, with the same business practices. They're not. Things are going to change. Things are go- Who's going to change it? Andrew Wayne? You never know. You never know. I called him Wayne because, because Yang ain't even a nigga that can get out of his own goddamn way. Uh, listen to me. Ten years, give give it give it some time. But with WWE having these guys on on books as pretty much uh, independent contractors, and they pretty much are trying to own their lives, that means you have to give them health care. You got to take care of them. And when they say, you know what, I'm gonna make a quick book outside of wrestling to have my own brand, my own money, my own, you know, outside, make a side hustle to fire and release people or say you gotta do it under our umbrella, I think it's kind of considering the big company that it is and what they expect from their from their superstars to be there on on call, on on the mark, and not miss a day for 365 days a year. I honestly believe they owe that at the minimum to to, to their to their company, but. The fans, I think, are waking up. I feel like the, the government will eventually take um, action against the company, and uh, they're not going to get through the next decade doing the same business practices. I don't believe them. I don't. I don't believe that's going to work. You know, and what they're doing with Zelina Vega, I think, is sad. Okay, so th- I don't want to seem like the dick. That's no, be the dick. That's what you do here. That's what we both do. But this is your this is your time to be the dick. Okay. Do we know why Zelina got fired? I don't know which, well, why, but... Okay, so for us to have these... Okay, that's almost... For us to have these takes is normal. For us to have these emotions is normal. For us to have assumptions is normal. For us to know what it takes to run the business 
that we quote unquote say we love, right? Because before there was a lot of this, you know, you know, before it was tape trading and shit like that, WCW and shit like that, a lot of people knew WWF, right? Mm-hmm. So this company has been around a long time, right? Just like the NFL. A lot of people used to say that football wasn't going to survive 10 years ago. And they are one of the most, they're America's sport because they're the no, most profitable. I'm saying, survive. I'm saying they're not going to survive under the same model of, of, of pretty much limiting and owning the lives of their, you know, their workers and saying that, but then skirting rules to, you know, was amateur, was, was amateurism. What's amateurism? It's not WWE. Yes, it's exactly what WWE is, nigga. What do you? Th- why do you think they stop NCAA football? WWE is the pinnacle of their freaking profession, bro. They can't give their guys health care. It's not. They're not getting through the next decade not giving these guys health care. Bro, it has to change. Again, amateurism is NCAA. It is NCAA football. It is NCAA basketball. Those guys are free labor. Those guys don't get paid. Those guys don't have health care. Those guys barely get through well, your fucking point. class. Your point. My point is, you can't tell me a certain business model ain't going to survive somewhere when we literally can see the equal in that across the street. This business will Even survive. Even that, there's a debate that's being, being, being waged. I'm saying that... Chicago players should be paid like the last 30 years. Yo, so you think it's gonna last another ten years? It's the same. same it's the same thing. Without, with them, nothing changing. Nothing's gonna change within NCAA with the next next decade. We'll be 20, 20, 30. We're here to say the same conversation about college kids not getting paid, and we're gonna say the same thing about hey, WWE workers should have health care in ten years. I don't see that happening. Honestly, I see that things will change, and it's just a matter of time because it's getting worse. Like you know, we we starting to realize how. I mean, I'm not that WWE is like an evil company, but. They're they're at a place in their in their world where they can offer healthcare. They are at a place where they should. They're at a place where if you're gonna, if you're if you're gonna limit your guy's ability to, you know, make money outside of your own avenue and, and with their own brands, then that's on you guys to then take care of them completely. If they had healthcare, I wouldn't mind them saying, hey, you know what, we're gonna fire you, but you know you you, you got you because you're choosing. To take that route to make make your bread, that's fine. But at least you, uh, <laughs> you know, have a backup plan when you're when you're on freaking OnlyFans or when you're on, you know, Cameo when you're making some money on on the side. So if you do get injured, it's not your only gig, you know, WWE, because you are a you know a contractor. If you if that's if that's being real, I, I, don't fire them if that's the case. I feel you. I feel you. But even if you do got healthcare, even if you do have insurance, even if you do have benefits. That still gives them, you still can get fired under any circumstances. And you lose your benefits when you leave the company. Yeah, but. A teacher. I'm saying that. A a teacher who is in a union, who gets benefits, who gets a paycheck, who works for for the city slash the state. She can get fired or he can get fired for having the OnlyFans. And that's fine. How? It's the same thing, bruh. What is the difference? I don't think teachers are getting fined, fired for a... Are they? I mean, cause it depends on what you're doing on that way. It doesn't it matter. Depends. 
How how did what? Now, okay, so now we're talking about the degrees. So you say it don't matter what Selena was doing, but it matters what a teacher was doing. But a teacher can't. No, get, if, a, if a teacher is like selling cosplay images and you know lingerie photos. But what does what does that have to do with her profession as being a teacher? She's a teacher. She can make her side hustle money. She shouldn't get fired for that. Okay, but but you just said it matters or what she's what she's doing for her to get. No, if 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 it's yes, if it's like flat out porn on your OnlyFans because that's what people do on there too. Then yes, a teacher should be fired. But if she's taking, like I said, cosplay or photos and people are buying them, I don't think a teacher should be fired for that. That's my that's my opinion. No, I, I I'm not saying everybody thinks that way. I, I I hear you, but that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. It, that's the point. If somebody quote unquote is paying you, then not not saying that they have the right to tell you that. And this is a, this is not your wrestling anymore. No, but <laughs> I mean it goes back to it goes back to I mean it goes I'm I'm bringing degrees into it because you're like Zelina got fired because she had OnlyFans or she was doing Twitch. I don't know what or, she got fired for. I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if it's because of her ventures on Twitch or or or, or making money outside the business. I don't believe she should be fired for that. I like don't I said, believe if you're, she. If you're an entrepreneurial spirit, you're doing things outside of your own job because you are a independent contractor. You should be able to do that. But if you're gonna actually hire these people as employees, full-time employees, do that WWE. And I don't think that they, they they're gonna get away with that for another ten years. I don't. And that's what I'm trying to say. Hire them as full-time employees if you want to do that. That's fine. A teacher is a full-time employee, and they they sign up for that. Okay, if I I have things to, to, to have to you know adhere to. Because I'm a full-time employee with benefits. Now, there's some subcontractors. Let them do what the fuck they do on their own time. That's all I'm trying to say. <clears throat> so that went back. So let's, outside of the OnlyFans, because WWE sent out an edict saying that they were going to tell people that y'all had a certain amount of time to tell your fans and to get your people accustomed to you not being here. And she said fuck that. And, that, and she said fuck that shit. <laughs> but guess that. what? Paige also said fuck that shit. Right? But Paige also did not go on Twitter and say I stand for unionization either. What happened first though? I, it, I mean, I if That's what I want to know. I, it, I don't I feel I feel as if even if Zelina and everybody else, Ember, Johnny, uh Adam Cole, uh AJ Styles, right? Right? Legit, she's me and Yim. She isn't the only one. And I understand that she may be, you know, reports are saying that she may have been getting paid more through her outside ventures than she was with WWE. Which, whatever. But that's my thing. Like, usually, they're going to make you pick. And I don't usually think that's a, that can't be a bad thing. Like, especially, like, I know the precedent is, like, I'm making you pick between your entrepreneurial spirit and you being with, you know, what yeah, we, we say. Oh, yeah, and what I'm saying is that it would be different if they were full-time employees. And they're saying, hey, we can't afford for you to build your other brand outside. And we own, we, you know, we own everything with you, which is great. But if you're, if you're, if you're skirting certain issues uh, by not classifying as a business that has full-time employees, then that's where I'm saying that that's... That, then it's a little bit different, you know? And I feel like there should be some boundaries where WWE skirts by. And, you know, she got fired while she, you know, she she, she, knew, she knew the rules going in. And and that's, they just switched it. This, this is this this year, they just switched it up on us, you know? And they're supposed to be, uh, so, uh, you know, self-contractors or whatever. So independent I don't, contractors. Independent contractors. So I've, I've, what, what I see it 
is if that's the case where you're going to say, all right, we're going to fire you for having other ventures, then maybe you should have them as full-time employees if you want to hold them down like that. I'm pretty sure it wasn't just, I'm going to fire you for having outside ventures. I'm pretty sure Imagine the firing... I mean, that's... Like, you know, I still think it's kind of stupid to just fire people for doing Twitch. But that's all me. That's just me and Cameo. I think they get, they're the WWE, man. Like, come on. I, and I really want to... I'm curious, what is the... Is it a conflict of interest? I think we've already had the conversation to where we led into it. I want a piece of the pie. Right? Listen. Vince don't... Vince... Vince don't give a fuck if Thea Trinidad... Had a fan base before she got to WWE. You know why? Because when I brand her as Zelina Vega, everything she got under my umbrella is because of me. That is how he thinks. Uh-huh. That's just how it is. So, with that being said, when you're on Cameo, when you're on Twitch, and niggas giving you fucking money, uh-uh, bitch. Because you doing that as Zelina Vega. You ain't doing that as Thea. Was that what she was doing? I'm saying that's that's Vince's mindset. If she was doing Estia as Zelina then. Uh, it's the that's the reason why he shut it down. Period. My point is he you you said you want to know what the real reason why he shut it down. Period. Because I don't want nobody I don't want nobody coming to me with shit. Because if I got to make exceptions to the rule, I got to make exceptions for everybody. So what I'm gonna do is shut down everybody's shit. And if you want to do your shit, you do it through me. Now I know that, like you say, is wrong. But listen, Mark Calloway slash The Undertaker is on Cameo for $1,000. If Mark Calloway was on Cameo outside of Vince for $1,000, Vince would be fucking pissed off, bro. Give them, give, them, give, them, give them benefits, and that's, that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. I, and I'm fine with it. Give them benefits, and I'm fine with it. And I'm going to say that every single time we come on this podcast talking about some shit like this. And that's where I stand, and, and and I and I hear it, and I, everybody's gonna have the same opinion. No, I feel, I feel you, but okay. So with that being said, you got a conflict. It's not a con- I won't say it's a conflict of interest. It's a conflict of who really is about it, right? Because you got Alexa Bliss saying that WWE takes care of their people, right? Mm-hmm. Who's kind of quote unquote being the company girl, but she's probably being the company girl because why? She's in a position because they take care of her. Uh, but. Uh, and so when you're talking about this is a meritocracy wrestling, correct? America, meritocracy is what have you done for me lately, and have you done your shit excellent thing, right? And, and has Lena not? Selena's not Alexa Bliss, and we're not going to do that. All right, wow. we're, we're not going to do. We're I not going to do Lina, that. I think we're that. Not, I, okay. So that's the reason why I Alexa Lina, Bliss. I think Selena is just as good as Alexa Bliss. But this is again, we're talking about why Selena and Alexa are opposites in how they're speaking. Is because how they're being perceived and how they're being quote unquote taken care of, right? Seth Rollins is gonna speak to a certain extent, uh-huh. right? Because Seth Rollins, yeah, he want to be for the working man and shit like. Daniel Bryan is gonna speak to an extent, right? Uh-huh. But Daniel Bryan is still gonna cast those checks. I'm not saying he won't. I feel you. And so, so with Zelina in the same frame though, she wasn't willing to be one of those people because she is not one of those people. Okay, well, I mean, I. I don't know what the whole story was, but it, whenever shit like this happens, we we and I and they, and it's not like WWE doesn't have the right to fire anybody. They they have the right to fire whoever the fuck they want. But when the way that things go about, they're firing. Just see, they, I honestly believe that it just highlights certain 
bad business practices that for me with WWE, and it's like, damn, you know. So I wish it was different. But with that being said, like, hey, she's gone now. I hope she's she's gonna be off to better better things. If she's making more money somewhere else, then good for her. Don't do your thing. You clearly don't need WWE. But that's the that's the thing though, right? So when it's hard, it's it's hard for me to and me and you can have these conversations because me and you we know each other. It's hard for me to have these conversations with people on Twitter because I don't know what they want, right? I know I know we talk about, you know, a utopia where hey WWE, you're making money hand over fist. You should be treating your employees better. Everybody should be doing this and stuff like that. But as we learn about the business, as we continue to watch Dark Side of Wrestling, as we see he covered up with Jimmy Snooker murder, allegedly, you know what I mean? As we see how the show went on after Owen Hart died, not a le- real life, right? You know what I mean? As they don't let China into a fictitious Hall of Fame because she did the same thing Tammy Stitch did that's in the Hall of Fame. Like, so we see the hypocrisies in wrestling and we still choose it. So like, is when is wrestling ever going to become Amazon for you? To where you're not purchasing anything off of Amazon, you really don't fuck with it Jeff Bezos, President. Pre- you know, and, and it might. I'm not gonna, and I'm not gonna say that right now. You know, um, but I think that they absolutely could. They could. Um, and I've thought about it. You know, me and you've had the conversation plenty of times. You know, where do you have much do you indulge in something that has bad? That's what I'm about to say. Does this? Does but, this? Does this rank up there? Right. Zelina Vega getting fired, and then the very same I week, the, their the fucking Jordan situation was the worst thing I've seen. Uh, and okay, honestly, this just is another. Uh, you know, we have the Saudi trips and all that stuff. All the stuff that they that they, and and I'm telling you, man, it's the the energy that I'm that I'm that I'm reading in, in the atmosphere is people aren't gonna stand for the same shit over over and over again. So. Um, they may get away with it now, uh-huh. but I feel like this thing will change over time, and hopefully, you know, we we, we start to see positive change. Where they're like, all right, you know, we're we're gonna start to have a healthcare package, and they're gonna be full full time employees, uh, and they're not gonna skirt some business laws. But at this point, here we are, you know, and WWE has the right to do what they want, and you know, they get away with it for now. So shout out to them, nigga, because listen, they get to do what they want because. Governor DeSantis opened up shop, my G. So now, uh, WWE, AEW wrestling held in Florida can have crowds, right? So we saw uh, C- the, the CWC uh, part of the fucking performance, part uh, performance, uh, 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 performance center is where uh, NXT is taking place at. They were just doing Amway. Amway did not have any fans. But Amway is getting ready to have Orlando Magic come to town for basketball because the basketball season is about to start. Oh my God! So WWE got to the fuck up. Are they doing the No. What was done? Everybody's just gonna be everybody's going to be in their own stadium. Damn, so, we're really going back to regular shit <laughs> already. <laughs> okay, so my conversation <laughs> that I asked two weeks ago wasn't worth it. Y'all niggas looked at me crazy. Okay, so WWE. Right is now forced to get out of Amway Center, and now they've got to move their operation to Tampa. They're going to be at Tropicana Field um, uh, in Tampa, baseball stadium, 
and uh, because baseball season is going to go back to normal and won't be ready for the spring. So around about April or, or, or May around that. Okay. So WWE is getting kicked out of one house in December and they plan on to have uh, their operations moved to Tampa by um, mid-December or beginning of December, mid-December. All right. I mean, so, hey, more power to them, and good luck with the move. I mean, I thought they were out of the Amway Center and they had to go back to the PC, but hearing that they got Tampa lined up, I mean, maybe they have WrestleMania is going to be. Was Duke getting that note? It was going to be in Tampa, or was it going to be in Hollywood? I'm, I'm no California. The, California can't have any public um, okay. outings for a year. Okay, so so it's going to be in Florida for sure. Alright, uh, right. so, so I care more at this point. I mean, I'm not going out until... I'm personally not going to get going to any events at the moment, but we'll see how things turn out. Um, let's actually get into the week that was. It's been like 30 minutes uh, chatting about, you know, Taker, Zlina Vega, and uh, WWE business practices. Let's go into Raw. Uh, or or you want to start with Raw or SmackDown? We said SmackDown. SmackDown? Alright, bet. SmackDown. So that was the go-home show for Survivor Series, which is tomorrow. Um, I do want to give a shout-out real quick to the intro to SmackDown with uh, Street Profits and New Day. Um, I'm looking forward to their tag team match tomorrow. I really am. I think that they had a seamless transition to the show. It definitely was a hot start. You know, you got you got the Street Profits who have character. You have New Day who have character. And the build they're doing to this match has been pretty much that, hey, who's better? You know, who's better? And it was just, it, 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 it didn't need any heat involved. It was really that, um, that, that spirit of competition. You know, um, the Street Powers came out to save New Day uh, during the beatdown, uh, and Montez stole the spotlight with a dive. I thought it was a pretty cool, cool moment. And then the match had a misdirection where um, Kofi, you know, took out Montez with like a crossbody. So that was a bit, uh, a bit of interaction to build towards their match. Um, but the reason why I bring it up is because all four of these guys, uh, you know, just black man kicking ass on, on the show, starting the show off. I mean, when we started this podcast, we used to talk about, you know, us not getting the proper representation. You know, they had Bobby Lashley out there pointing at his ass uh, for a couple of years uh, and uh, when he's a Marine and can really fight. You know, so we were sitting here looking at it like, man, we need to see um, – Representation in a positive way, and I think we're getting it. And I, I don't want to get proud. We got the Hurt Business. I'm wearing the T-shirt right now. The Hurt Business on Raw, doing big things. We'll get to them in a few. And you got New Day and Street Profits uh, starting off the show hot with a great match and uh, setting the stage for their their match. Shout out to Montez with the Frog Splash, dude. He hit, he gets some height, some real height on that Frog Splash. And um, I know I say I know it sounds crazy. But I see Montez as a future world champion one day. I do. I know it sounds. I see that he has every. He has all the tools to be a mainstay player. Like I see, and we'll get into um, Jey Uso in a second. But Montez could have that kind of come up. It's not crazy at all. We've said it. We've said it since we've seen him. Uh, for the most part, yeah. you know where um, we thought Montez just had the star quality. We see his wife. We feel like his wife has star quality as well. Mm-hmm. So we kind of see them as a power couple. So it's not really out of the norm, you know what I mean, for us to have that conversation. As far as what you're saying, though, the black representation that happened at the beginning of the SmackDown 
was awesome, right? Yeah. You know, Street Profits, for one, their stock is completely risen, right? You got Skittles commercials with Ric Flair, uh-huh. you know what I mean? Like, you you know, uh, they, they, they are prominent stars. They were the longest reigning tag team champions on Raw. And I know a lot of people didn't like, a lot of people didn't like the uh, the title swapping. They felt like something should have came from that. But I also feel like, listen, New Day had just won the titles. Street Profits was the longest reigning tag titles. Having them switch brands kind of worked. And having them switch titles kind of worked because there was nothing else you was going to be able to do with them to make them remain as relevant or as hot as either of them has been. Uh-huh. Uh, now, with that, going into having Street Profits, you got New Day, uh, and then you got the Hurt Business, and then we got the Quasi-Blacks and the, and the, and the, and the, and the Samoans. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, my, my, you know, my half-blacks is what I call them. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, for real. Um, right holding now, it down, bro. they're holding down, man. Um, like I said with Jay, he, he's in a whole new level right now. And I think that his, him shining right now, I do believe uh, kind of stifles Biggie's singles push. Because, but Jay, I'm really impressed. To, I know, not like we didn't know he was talented because we've seen him in the Usos, but to see him transform over the past couple of weeks, even in his singles matches with AJ, with Daniel Bryan, he's, he's taking it to another level. You know, and we talk about Roman, but I, that's just rub, I'm, well, not who's rubbing off of who, but like Jay's bringing that aggression, that 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 realism to his character that we all love. You know, so I see him uh, possibly being in, in the line for you know to going after whoever takes it from Sammy, whoever takes it from Sammy, an IC Championship run. Honestly, Jay's 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 doing his thing. Um, I necessarily won't. Okay, it's two parts. Jay has been doing phenomenal. Jay has been doing awesome. Jay has been doing great in this role. Jay has shown shit that we did not think that he was the one to do. We saw Jimmy, a lot of the characters, especially in Total Divas, whatever case it may be, but Jimmy just always seemed a little bit more effervescent in front of the camera, right? Like he knew he was supposed to be there. Jay was always the stoic playing the back. You know what I mean? And in the story they told, he was the youngest. You feel me? Right now, him taking main stage while his brother being off, and Roman literally is like, nah, nobody else is getting this rub, but you (laughs) is the type of fucking nepotism I love to see. Because that nepotism... It's a little bit darker, my nigga. So you feel me? So I do. Are you not with the Charlotte Flair and listen, the Randy Orton? Nah, fuck all that. Listen, <laughs> listen. They tan never works out well enough for me to accept it. You know what I mean? I do appreciate Roman knowing that he's the hottest guy in the business. Knowing that anybody after he took the title off of Bray Wyatt, after he took the title off of uh, I mean Strowman and Bray Wyatt in that in that in that feud. We already was like, ah, Roman and 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 and, and, and uh, Big E, which still can happen, right? Yeah, yeah. Big E probably right now is not in the trenches or in the 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 looks of it because they're probably maybe saving that steam for Royal Rumble, possibly whatever the case may be. 
But to go into your thing as far as Jay is is taking steam off of Big E. Listen, I think Jay is doing exactly what was asked for him to do. Nigga, I'm going to give you the ball. We going to block up field. <laughs> this is your hole, motherfucker. Run. Okay. That's it. Uh-huh. I think... I think he's a spellback right now. You know what I mean? Like, niggas right there getting some oxygen on the sideline. And they're like, Jay, that nigga ain't even got his helmet, nigga. Mm-hmm. Huh? You know what I'm like, hey, nigga, we need to put you in. Like, me? They're like, listen, son, run the ball. Yeah. But- Hold on to it. <laughs> and come back to the sideline. Yeah, so actually, I think. As, as we heard, it's like, it wasn't planned to go this long. It wasn't. You know, it was it wasn't. just Roman and Jay for that one program, and then they extended to Hell in a Cell, which I think is. My favorite storyline of the year in any company, personally. That's just my favorite storyline, the Roman and Jay feud. Um, I thought it was beautiful, man. But uh, now it's, it's, it's paid dividends with Jay. It's paid dividends with Roman. Um, Jay's killing. I do think it stifled Biggie's run. Don't get me wrong. I do think that he's going to get his, his, his singles push down the line. Because he was, he, was, he, he was great with Sheamus before, uh, you know, the, before the, he kind of he slowed him down. But uh, he, Biggie, I think what's stifling him is is Otis. Otis stifled Biggie, because Biggie's not in the Survivor Series match, is he? No, nigga, Otis is. That's what I'm saying. SmackDown, listen. There's some disparities in both these teams, right? SmackDown's men's team, trash. <laughs> Raw women's team. Chasher, like I don't know what the <laughs> niggas. Are. There's no parody, my nigga. There's absolutely no <laughs> parody at all, bro. Listen, and the fact that they fucking gave it to Otis in a backstage promo off a commercial break. <laughs> Here you go. This is off a commercial. Listen, it was like, listen, all right. Alright, nepotism, let's go ahead and white wall. Hey, where's no, the no, it was it was legit Adam Pierce. Walking up and just having a conversation and saying you're in, you know, after all And this. I thought it was going to be a woman that he was talking to. I thought he was going to, you know what I mean? This nigga had Natalia qualified three times before <laughs> motherfucker she got in. And Otis, because, <laughs> what, they ran out of good food and catering, nigga? He get a spot or something, man? Fuck out of here. Man, uh, but, you know, shout out to Biggie. He'll, he'll, get, he'll get his shot after, after Survivor Series, I believe. I know everybody's waiting to see that that singles run, uh, see where that goes. Um, but what, what? Oh yeah, let's talk about let's talk about it. Roman, Roman and Drew. Um, I love the promo. Mm. I love the Roman promo. That was a better contract signing than what I saw in AEW with Moxie and Omega, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But Roman's, I feel like even if because I know you're gonna say your piece in a second, but Roman's cadence, even if he was extended, his cadence, his timing, what he was saying. Played is it's directly what you want to hear from a story from these two guys, you know. He's coming. He's coming from every little thing from him sitting at the head of the table, every little you know in, little thing he was doing. He sat down and just pretty much laid it out, spitting them bars about um, Drew McIntyre being the uh, secondary to number two, but he's the best number two he's ever been. You know, so I thought it was kind of condescending and sunning this nigga like just really just portraying like he's the big dog, and, and I've. Feel like this is obviously we've been saying it for weeks. This is the best Roman we've ever seen, and if he's in that position right now, it's for a reason. Clearly, however, I don't see him winning at Survivor Series. 
I see that Drew's taking it. And that's... Listen, right now, SmackDown feels like the A-show. SmackDown feels like the A-show. So I feel like Roman could take an L and Drew's taking that victory. Because uh, Drew's also... He's he him him and Randy had a had a stellar match on Raw this week, um, but uh, I honestly believe that Drew's gonna take take the victory over Roman. Cause but it, it was interesting to see that promo. I thought it was killer. Listen, man, that promo was long. That promo, <coughs> that promo was long. That promo felt like it was, as you say, it had a good cadence, and it added some steam to the feud. Um, I don't necessarily see a feud between them. I do feel like this is, yes, it's the best of the best, and you got to put some type of heat on it. I didn't even need to see, I didn't even know that you needed to have a contract signing between the two. Yeah, you know. So, with that, okay, so that threw me off for two. Between the Oscar, Bailey, Oscar, Sasha, Drew, Roman, both of those segments took steam off the matches that they had, that they have going up to me. Um, Oscar, I, I feel like Oscar, I feel like Oscar and, and Sasha's promo, along with Drew's and 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 Roman's promo. Yeah, I he definitely like, built on his momentum for real. I feel like that they took off some steam. Now with Roman's, I disagree. Like I said, and I'll, I'll agree with Rich. I think that, like you said, it was a, it was building towards Drew. What can they do? It's Drew versus Roman. You know, Roman versus SmackDown. All they can do is tell a story of their positions in this company, and that is what they did. Their positions. Him, Roman saying, "I will always be number one," and you know, I was where where you're at. He brought in what Paul Heyman said to him. He's like, "You were the right guy at the wrong time." He's like, "I like you. You know, you're doing." Great. He kind of, you know, but son and the guy at the same time. Roman killed it, and and I, you didn't get the subtleties in the in the whole thing. I mean, did I not get the subtleties, nigga? Oh, are you talking to me? Yes, nigga. I know. I, I get it. It was just long, long-ass promo. Right. The nigga repeated himself twice, three times maybe. He was trying to find himself. He was trying to find his pinpoints. Production-wise, I think it went too long because that pro that segment went long where that segment took time off from the Seth and Buddy's segment, which then bled into Sasha's Oscar. I think that whole thing kind of was off-key because I felt like even though that, like, okay, you can tell the story. The story was already told last week, right, where Drew came. And we was like, oh, man, okay, there's no way you have Drew on SmackDown and you don't win the title. So you kind of prepare for that. Uh-huh. So now Drew comes back. Now, I know that, the, like I said, the, the contract signing, I'm not finna beat that into the dirt. My conversation piece of this particular story is when Drew and Roman was sitting there and Roman was sunning him per se, Drew has never let a nigga sun him. So he say, yo, I know you wanted me Uh to do this. I know you wanted me to do this. I know you want me to flip the table off. That nigga should have fucking signed a contract and dipped off. He sat there and let that nigga berate him for four to five (laughs) minutes. You see what I'm saying? Like, you let this nigga say, oh, yeah, you the wrong guy at the wrong time. 
Nigga, do you know that? Do you know that for sure, nigga? If Roman was ready to go for fucking... If Roman was ready to go for WrestleMania, we don't give a fuck about Drew's title run. Because Roman has that fucking run from WrestleMania throughout wherever the fuck we are right now. So we give two shits about Drew's title. I guarantee you, Drew. And the heart of hearts knows what Roman was saying was true. He didn't have to hear for five minutes on a promo stage, nigga. Uh, but, I, but it's good for us to hear it. That's the whole point. It's good for us to hear it on TV, and and, and that's and that honestly, um, I think that adds to the to, to, to the match. I think I think that especially with Drew's performance on Raw, I want to hand it to him. Like I, he he's good. He's good, man. The guys guys got it. Um, and I believe that this is going to be a really good match. Like you said, it's Roman's first test since he's been back. So this could be a, a knock down, drag out. Match and this is like a new Roman, so we'll see how how the match plays out. Because I know we only got to see him um, just beat the hell out of Jay Uso for two months, and then before he just won the title by coming in at the last minute and uh, spearing Braun and and um, and taking the title pretty much. So I, I honestly believe that this SmackDown we watched got me more excited for Survivor Series than I was watching Raw. You know, and, and, I, and I want to tell you, like, we got to stop. I hope this is the end of Seth Rollins and uh, the Rey Mysterios because we can't have this guy beating this family's ass for three months. You know, like, this is it. Please, end of the story. I'm three not sure. months? What do you mean? He beat the shit out of Dominic at goddamn SummerSlam. He beat him again on Friday Smackdown. He was whooping everybody's ass, the whole family. And then, then they got Buddy the victory. But honestly, uh, Seth Rollins... A quick quick note on him. He hasn't. We haven't seen the best of Seth Rollins yet. Honestly, I believe that Seth Rollins has a lot in, in the tank where it comes to character wise, and with his performance. Uh, congratulations for the baby. And I saw, we saw the photos um, with him and Becky. But uh, honestly, if he takes a break, I think that'd be good for him to take a break. But when he comes back, I think that Seth Rollins has a lot of his best years ahead of him because we've not yet to see the character quite line up with the. Story and matches, where like we're kind of seeing it with with Roman right now, where this is probably Roman, Roman's best self, and I think John Moxley's putting on his best uh, self at AEW. I think we haven't yet to see Seth's best work. I don't know. I would honestly say 2015 is right up. It's not his best work, but it's the best work he's had so far. I mean, and I feel like I his, think he's more seasoned right now. I mean, it's it's. I mean, with him being more seasoned, I still believe. That authority run and those matches and the story he had. <clears throat> Even though he ripped his... So, I'm sorry. That's 2014. Damn. Because he tore his knee up. So, yeah. You're right. I would... Because I think that when yeah, I'm... Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he's sitting down too. too. I'm, I'm, looking at the, I'm looking at the story of... Uh, I'm looking at the story of... I think that he's going to take a break. What, I mean, damn. What are you talking about? What, what, what's going on? Huh? Who's going to take a break? No, no, Seth. Wouldn't be surprised if Seth would be sitting. Yeah, nigga. I mean, he's about to have a baby. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, he's going. He's not even going to be at work. He's going to be on paternity leave, so he's mm-hmm. going to be down for a minute. And he's gonna. He's going to be out being daddy for a while, and I think it's probably going to be as long as Roman was out. Right? Roman was out uh, about five, six months. Yeah, he'd be back for WrestleMania though. I mean, nobody's really messing that payday if yeah. they if they can 
If they can, if they can help it, niggas <laughs> not missing that payday. Well, I hope that yeah, we're done with the Rey Mysterio stuff and Buddy but, Murphy and shit. But I, I mean, I think we will be at this time because again, at the Survivor Series, uh, at the Survivor Series, Ray and Seth had their blow off feud last week or the week before last on SmackDown. That was the last match, Buddy and Buddy and Seth. Had their blow off match. Both great matches. Both were great matches. Yeah. Both, both were good matches. Good. I won't say both were great matches. Both were good matches. Um, but as far as what you're saying is, you haven't seen the Beth of Seth Rollins or, excuse me, or you know Seth Rollins' character has a matchup with his in ring and stuff like that. I do feel like that Seth has is is so good. Right, that we kind of downplay when he's no, good. I think so too. I think that he's right because 20, 2019 was a good year. He yeah, was IC yeah, no. champ, tag this year, champ. This year's right? a good year, right? That's what I'm saying. saying. No, I'm saying that when I feel like his best work is to come. Put it that way, his best work is to come. Not that he hasn't been one of the best workers ever. Doesn't not doing great with his character work with uh, the Messiah. I feel like when he puts it, when it. You know when it's quite when it when it's quite like when he when it's, when it's quite sure that he's the guy, you know where he's the man at the moment. He you know, was burn it down was just that. It didn't work for me then because uh, it was just CT. I, I like, have footage of you really putting over this guy. The burn it down, the interest, him being the IC champ. You felt like that at that point in time. He was so hot that he needed to be elevated in the. But like, he wasn't. But you know what I'm trying to say, though, right? He wasn't because Roman was there. All right. I guess get, get away from Roman. <laughs> oh, man, like, like, I mean, Roman's, the, Roman's making a lot of number ones, number twos, guy. Oh, okay. Like, that's because, and again, that goes back to Roman's subtlety of, like you say, right place, wrong time. Listen, Roman was the guy in 2015, 2016, but guess what he was not? Box office. Yeah. He wasn't Brock. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, he was the right guy. Right time, or wrong, whatever the fuck the, the stand was, but because there was a guy that is just the guy there, mm-hmm. you can only hit that ceiling. Seth met Roman. Drew met Roman. Bray, I'm sorry to say, met Roman. Roman right now is that tippity top guy that nobody really is going to topple. Mm-hmm. I don't think nobody. No, I don't think nobody's. Now that Roman is where we kind of running him at, Seth can have the best of the best of his best. It's not. It's not gonna be Roman. I mean, I have more faith in my boy Seth. I have more faith in my boy Seth, but I think that he he he's he got more to come. But he yeah, they had a good match this week on SmackDown. But we'll see what goes on. Um, Hopefully, hopefully he does take a break and get some time off. However, um, let's spin over to Raw because we didn't really talk about Raw. Um, I mean, not only, really, the only thing note was really Drew McIntyre's victory over Randy. Well, Randy, oh, we can't say the only the only way enough, so we can bypass the Drew and Randy because we already gave that up. The fucking New Day in the Hurt Business that tag team match was spectacular. Absolutely, With that that tag team match was absolutely spectacular. Yeah. We I'm not sure. I, I wasn't gonna. We'll get into that. But but as far as the takeaway from the show, 
Yes, the match was spectacular. I was getting to the match, but at the end of the day, the only thing that changed was all right. It was built. The whole the whole thing was a filler show to build up to the change title. The title change. It seemed like. I think the Hurt Business is going to have the tag titles in the future. I think they're going to take it from the New Day, and I think that match goes to show that they have to have chemistry. Something there, you know. So I think I definitely. We were just saying before before the podcast, the Hurt Business is a stable that needs gold. They're not one of the like you said the, the Wyatt family yeah, or something like that. For sure, they don't necessarily need the title. That the Hurt Business needs some nah, gold. They need some gold, bro. So we need. Uh, we already got Bobby with the United States Championship. I'm looking forward to seeing him and Sammy link up tomorrow. And then you got uh, Cedric and Shelton, which I believe will be the next tag team champions, and uh, well, well deserved, honestly. Um, other than that, overall, like you said, the women's division right now is kind of—I don't know what they're doing. Um, but uh, yeah, we're, we're moving towards you know Survivor Series, and Raw really wasn't the go home show. It was SmackDown, which, which honestly built. I mean, Raw's go home show was two weeks ago, I believe. I do believe. The, let me rewind that. When Drew announced that he was going to be challenging for the title, and then came on SmackDown two weeks ago, that was already foreshadowed to me. Uh-huh. So with that being said, Raw was an absolute flip filler week for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And but but the match was good. Like, yeah, there were there were yeah. T- yeah, so there were great takeaways. Yeah. Going forward, the the feud after Survivor Series, again, I still think it's too convoluted. I still yeah. don't have no absolute direction. I like it we, that way, though. I mean, we always wanted it to have multiple ways you can go with it where I can't tell you who's lined up for the championship. We have The Miz with the cash-in, uh, Money to Bank cash-in. We have uh, Randy Orton, who just lost the title. We got Bray Wyatt. We got Braun Strowman. Uh, not to mention, you got Keith Lee. You got Keith Lee there. Um, you got a lot of people. You got AJ Styles even. You know, so you really could go anywhere against with with Drew. And I like that there's some intrigue where we don't know quite where the pathway is going towards. I just hope it's not Randy Orton, please, <coughs> please. Enough. We didn't. We when you give us those summer angles that go all the way through the fucking winter or the fall, the fall, the early fall. I just can't stand it. Do it every single year. Then they did it with Kevin and Seth for a while. I'm like, come on. But um. <coughs> Yeah, we have, after after like 80th time you've seen people wrestle. Now AJ Samoa, they do it a lot. Yeah. yeah, they do it a lot. They do it a lot. My thing is, when it comes to directionless wrestling, we complain about it, but we like it. So I don't know what it is that we technically or what we want because <laughs> I will want that. I will want it to be known. Or at least have some type of idea that they're not just going by the seat of their pants because that's what we don't like, <laughs> right? Right? We don't we don't like that. I shit. think you that they're me? not going by the seat of their pants. I'm glad that I don't know what it is. I think that I think think that they know what they're doing after Survivor Series. They should, for God's sakes. I hope they do. But I glad I'm glad that even though with all the wrestling that I've watched, I'm quite, quite not sure. I'm not quite sure. But I I think that. Knowing them, that it's potentially to be Randy Orton again, and I don't want to see a TLC match with Randy Orton and Drew. I, I just don't want to see that. I'm just not interested in it because I think I'm done with the Drew and Randy Orton storyline. Uh, moving forward, uh, you got Bray. You, you know, 
You got, like I said, The Miz, you got Braun. But even with the women's division, what's going on with the women's title? I don't know what they're doing with the women's title, man. Um, That's what I'm Asuka saying. Asuka is just, you know, doing, just, she, it seems like she, they're making her be a background to the, the tag team championship right now. So, and right now what they're doing with the tag team champions, champions is just uh, this whole virus series match, and it just doesn't work right now. So right now is not the best time for the Raw Women's Division. Um, but hopefully they spark some stuff after. after. It's, it's been that way for a long time. I thought that it's been it that way good. since Oscar won the title. No, Oscar and Sasha was good. Oscar and Sasha was really good. Uh, since Oscar won the title, Oscar lost it, then won it again. She lost it, then won. It. I, I, that's yeah. what I'm saying. She won. Since she had. Last time. Okay. She won it from. She had it to Becky. Then they had the feud with Sasha, which a lot of people was like, ah, I don't like. She won it definitively from Sasha. And then since she won it from Sasha, she in that title has been so scarce on the show. Outside of she the no competition. Why? That's directionless wrestling. There's you're telling me that women's roster, even after the draft, nobody even right now, Carmella stepped up to Sasha. Nobody at this point in time has stepped up to Oscar. Nobody. Nobody's ready for Oscar. <laughs> I had to. All right, all right, all right, all right. Hit the no, 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 no. I ain't even got that on the shit. I ain't even got that on the soundboard, nah, um, man. But, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on with Oscar, but we'll see what she go, goes on. Um, Charlotte's probably gonna come back and challenge her. I can see that. Charlotte and Oscar again. Again. God damn. Yeah, that's probably gonna be them. Um, but we'll see what's going on with her. Let's talk about um some actually. Great women's wrestling on NXT. Okay. Uh, Io Shirai and Rhea Ripley tore the house down. Uh, I'm telling you, that is one of the best matches of the year. Um, and I'm, that's going on the DVD for me for 2020. If, if you're talking about NXT matches or you're talking about just matches in general wrestling. I thought it was great. They have some, they have some real chemistry. And um, I, I, I see a lot out of Rhea Ripley where as before... I was kind of like on the fence with it. Like, all right, I can't see her completely, what they're trying to go with her. And um, now I get it. Because they were trying to make her out to be like, she's going to be the next coming of, I don't know, Jesus Christ in the women's division. And I'm like, I, mean, okay. it, I mean, they were. And a lot of people were buying into that stock. Mm-hmm. Are you back into buying that stock? Um, Yeah, I'm back into buying that stock. Oh, uh, you're a sucker. You don't, you don't believe in her? You're a sucker. You know, she's she's gotten made. By everybody, she mm. hasn't made or stood out her, one her time. Her work was a great feud. I thought, I mean, not great. I mean, you know, it was a good match. Good show. It was a good show. And who do you think made who? I think Rhea put on Reyna in that in that whole uh, you know thing. You know, because Reyna, we haven't even really seen her, but she gave her some shine and showed her dominance. She gave her. Okay, okay, okay. I feel you. Rhea has been the one for a year and a half. And we're pointing to a Reina Gonzalez match that is the match that kind of... She was of, champion for a while. And she had matches with tons of people. And, and her and Bianca was great. You know, like, we have had, we've seen her have good matches in the past. And matter of who... Not everybody's putting her on, is what I'm trying to say. I, I don't... And that's what I'm saying. When she was made out to be who she was... When she won the title, when she leaped who we thought she who 
we thought Bianca was going to be. When she leaped Bianca, and everybody was riding that coattail of Rhea Ripley, and she was, the like you say, the next coming of Jesus Christ. That shit got chopped down ex- expeditiously when she got into the ring with Io and Charlotte. And that's because she is not Io or Charlotte. And I'm we can't, I, I mean, but yeah. when we talk about Jesus Christ of wrestling, nigga, <laughs> we put who up there, nigga? Io and Charlotte, nigga. So we're going to have to get up to that level. Yeah. I don't, I do believe she's a, I do believe she's a star. I do believe she, I do believe she has star potential. I do believe she is a. I'm not diminishing her wrestling acumen or wrestling ability or anything like that. I do not believe that she is the creme de la creme. I don't believe. That. I think that all she needs to do is be her star star, star potential, and she'll she'll fit the role um, as necessary. She'll she'll hold it down for that for that that spot. She's gonna do what she's meant to do in her in her role. I, I don't expect her to be. Uh, a carbon copy of uh, Charlotte Flair or uh, Io Shirai. I think she brings something different to the table. I think definitely her power and strength is her attributes. I also believe that she has the pacing. That match that she just had, you gotta be honest. Like that's one of her best matches of her career. And it's not just all just because of Io. Io definitely elevated her, I, I believe. But the um, emotion she brought to it, and her she has some she has some legit moments. That she brings, she has a different type of style in the ring, you know. So you know that submission she does, where she swings the woman around, yeah. and she like you know lay, and she uh, I'm not sure what you call it, it's some kind of Indian death lock with the legs. I shit is fucking ill, you know. So when it comes to her repertoire and what she brings as a competitor, and then as a character and as a presence, she has that potential to be like a star. I don't see her, let's say, as you know, as good as Charlotte. Right now, but I'm giving, I'm, I'm buying stock in it that she's going to be a mainstay, multi-time women's champion in the future. For sure. Yeah. Like Carmella. Yeah, I think she's better than Carmella. I know, but I, I'm just saying, <laughs> I mean, a mainstay, multi-champion is Carmella. Okay. If you want to say just, that, so is, I'm just, I'm just so asking. Is it, so, is, so is Alexa Bliss. So is... Bailey, right. Know, so I think she's right. I'm she's that, up there with them. That, that's what. Okay, yeah. that's what I'm asking. Like when you said I'm buying stock, that's what I'm asking because when it comes back to, I still go back to this year, right? 2020 been a long guys year. Uh-huh. I still do believe that they made the wrong call by having her be champion over Bianca. Bianca would ha- should have won. Bianca and Charlotte would have been a better matchup. And I do believe that that matchup that Charlotte and 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 Bianca potentially could have had would have in our in, in the eyes of management and wrestler mm-hmm. Rhea got set back after that match. When do you have a match with Charlotte the Queen Flair and you get set back? Is that injury? Is that regression on you? Is that like that's was, what I'm saying? It, it was. It was pretty much them putting her in with their best and saying, "Go out there in the moment and show out." And I think she did at WrestleMania. I think that it was it wasn't it wasn't for her to to be coordinated. It was for her to get tested. That's what I thought, though. I mean, so it goes back. This is again, this is a long year, right? Mm-hmm. WrestleMania was just seven months ago, right? And so I thought Rhea from November to November. Let's go back to a whole year. Her team won. Um, war games, 
right? Yeah, yeah. Her team won war games. She goes into uh, um, Survivor Series. Her team won Survivor Series, mm-hmm. right? She is being made. And I thought that that was supposed to be the coronation okay. of Rhea being made. And I do believe that going back in Gorilla, uh, not so much. Okay. I do believe that. Okay. I do, and I and I think that now that yeah, after going through some time, I think she she is supposed to get brought. You know, to my estimation, get brought up to the women's division, and maybe we get Rhea and Oscar. That's what what they should do. Maybe we we'll yeah. get Rhea and Oscar, and I think that will be a lot better than where we're at now. Yeah. Well, we don't have no direction. We have no st- reliable, a uh, feasible. Challenger, like you say, nobody's ready for Oscar. Rhea but might be. Rhea might, Rhea might also win the Royal Rumble, and we can't keep that out. You know, Ooh. even though we want Bianca to win the Royal Rumble and go after Sasha Banks, we we could also have Rhea as a potential victor. So we'll see her probably pop up and um, uh, you know get called up soon. So uh, I mean, just shout out to Rhea for just putting on a great show and and, and changing some people's opinions. I mean, definitely over the over the past couple of months. I saw a better Rhea since the Charlotte match. I'm gonna be honest. Okay. I saw a better Rhea, and I've definitely I, saw a more aggressive Rhea. For sure. Yeah, yeah, I have, and I think that it, I think that she has a lot uh, to offer going forward, and that's and that's just me being honest about how what I'm seeing. But um, what else on Wednesday? What else? Leon Ruff. We have yet to talk about him, but congratulations on becoming the North American champion. It it's it's dope, man. I'm happy for him. I'm happy for. Um, I mean, the story that he's had, you know, is he's been wrestling for three years, and he's now North American champion in WWE, living his dream. And I like the story they're telling with him on NXT, uh, where it's just kind of like X-Pac, where it's just like, one, two, three, kid came out of nowhere. Got the victory over Razor Ramon. Um, it's the underdog story, and and he fits it well. You know, I think he's, he's doing it, he's... he's He's doing a great job in his role. And then Johnny and Damian Priest, I feel like, also are providing good character moments um, for that for that mid-card right now. So I like what they're doing down there. Shout out to Leon Ruff. Excuse me. I'm going to call myself Leon Puff going on. Leon Puff. <laughs> <coughs> um, listen. Book in Black, Leon Ruff. Um, uh, I think it's short. I think that's out of range. I think that's out of range. Shorter than mine, Bruh. <laughs> Listen. Shout out to the homie, bruh. I remember just watching him on Evolve with AR Fox. Uh, shout out to AR Fox, too. Um, Righteous Reg on Twitter uh, had put out a tweet and said that um, AR Fox needs to get his flowers uh, for you know him being a really good trainer. And yeah, let's go ahead and do that. AR Fox, we gave him uh, his roses before, but once again, for sure, you know, AR Fox, man, you are <coughs> a, um, a legend, a pioneer, bro, yeah. a legit, legit legend, pioneer, and. The fruits of your labor and the fruits of your hard work is showing through Leon, right? Mm-hmm. Leon now is, we got one, two, now three, 
Right? Am I missing somebody? Black North American champions? Double Team Dream. Double Keith Team Lee. Keith Lee, Leon. Ricochet 4. Ricochet 4. So that North American championship is pretty much the Black American championship. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's. that's <coughs> but too bad you're not going to hold it for very long, just like Black America. A white nigga is about to take that from you, my guy. So uh, let your mom see it. Let your dad see it. <laughs> let your girl hold it. Take it to your nieces and nephews, it? my guy. Uh, but that shit is not going to stay with Black America. Who, who gets it? Um, if anything, I do see him. If he's able to get past Gargano, which I don't believe he will. I think Gargano gets the, the title back. I think Gargano gets the title back. Gargano beats Priest again. Uh, Priest at some point is... I like Priest, but Priest has to get um, uh, upgraded. I think we yeah. talked about that last last time we got together. So I think that Gargano takes the title back off of... I would like Leon to see Ruff. Priest in War Games, but obviously we're not going to see that this year. Um, speaking of War Games, uh, we got... Undisputed, but um, I'll get to that. Um, this is going to no. go, yeah. Um, but yeah, with Priest, before we just wrapped it up, um, yeah, he needs to be elevated. And, and, and I would thought, thought would have thought Wargames would have been a come out party for him this year, um, because uh, he's shown out honestly during this time being North American champion. I thought he had a good run, and he's coming to his own. So yeah, him, him and Finn down the line, him and uh Pete Dunn. Uh, having put, I think could, could link, link up and do some things. I mean, him and Tommaso. It's gonna be him and Karrion Cross. Finn's gonna end up dropping that title to Karrion. Karrion, when is he gonna get back? Um, I'm not too sure, but I think Finn is gonna hold it as long as he needs to for Karrion to take it off of him. I think that's how that goes. Once that gets done, then maybe Damien and Karrion goes into a nice little bluff. You that would be fire. That's how I see that going down. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, but but NXT's doing our thing, you know. Um, I'm down to see the, the, the War Games matches. You got um, Pat McAfee and Forza Brand with a uh, 1-2. Danny Birch and uh, Oni Lorcan. Uh, I just saw with also Peter Dune. Pete Dunn. Uh, going against Undisputed Era and War Games this year at December, <coughs> December 6th, two weeks from now. I'm looking forward to it. Um, but... Um, would have liked to see some other people in there, uh, like like Damian Priest, not gonna front. Um, but the woman, um, War Games match is Undisputed's match though, so like you can't even be mad. I can't be mad, right? War Games, like every War Games have Undisputed, so like every single one. Yeah, I don't think they haven't been in not one War Games match. The very first one was the Triple Threat, them uh, Roddy and AOP versus oh. um, uh, Sanity. And then the second one was uh, undisputed all four of them against War War Machine, Ricochet, and Pete Dunn. Uh-huh. And then last year was uh, Tommaso. Tommaso against Undisputed, yeah. right? So like Undisputed yeah. is just that's their match. You yeah, know what I mean, uh-huh. so could have been, could have been, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I guess the whole thing what happened was Rich Holland changed course of things. Uh, he probably would have been there. With these four dudes, 
instead of Pat McAfee. Yeah, I um, definitely do believe Pat yeah. McAfee doesn't belong in. One yeah. of these things don't look like the other, my guy. Honestly, I want Pete Dunne to ride this thing out with, with Pat McAfee as long as they can. But I want Pete Dunne to kick this nigga's head off. I swear to God, I would. I just when I see them stand next to each other, I see Pete Dunne murdering Pat McAfee because he talks so much. You know, um, but uh, eventually, when Peter Dunn, Pete Dunn makes that uh, switch, and he let's say goes after Finn and gets the, gets the NXT Championship, which I wouldn't mind Pete Dunn being the one to take it off of Finn, um, becoming an NXT champion, and then once he gets the championship, turning on Pat McAfee like, all right, I don't need you anymore. All right, I'm champion now. I'll wipe my hands clean of you. Um, so when it comes to uh, War Games, I'm I'm down to see what what the, I'm just glad Pete Dunn's back. And I'm glad to see what Undisputed uh, can do. But when it comes to Only Larkin and Danny Burch, I like what they do. What they do, but I've, I'm not sure if I would have put them in the War Games match. But uh, that's just me. But they're the tag team champions, so we'll see. I'm not sure if I would have. I'm not sure if I would have paired any of them niggas with Pat McAfee. But you know, that's neither here nor there with me. You know what I mean? I don't even know. How Pat McAfee gets this <laughs> motherfucking bump and assignment after he was just doing goddamn sideline shit. But, you know. Yeah. Anything else for NXT? Nah. NXT's uh, doing the thing. Uh, all right. Let's, let's, let's get into this AEW show. We've been, uh, we've been an hour and 15 minutes talking WWE. Mm-hmm. Let's fucking... Talk some fucking AEW. Let me get a clean camera, clean clean slate for for the camera. Yeah, I mean, nigga, are you gonna make it through the show? Of course, man. <laughs> I yawn. I yawn every show, guys. Don't take my yawns personally. Oh man. Mm-hmm. All right, man. It's just some good, good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah, of course it is. Yes. All <laughs> right. So our guy, Dustin. Right. Yeah. Is it yes. is Welcome. it is it, <laughs> it, it is, yeah. is is an AEW fan, a wrestling fan. Let's go ahead and just clear he's a wrestling fan. Uh-huh. He's also fucking very fucking versed on things that are happening outside of AEW. But we're having a conversation with Dustin today because he just went to AEW's Dynamite, is that correct? Or yeah. All Out? You went to All Out? I went, and to, I went to All Out, and then I was at the Dynamite before Full Gear. Okay, so how was that show? How 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 was that show? How was that experience? Uh, how was it being at the first wrestling event uh, post-COVID? It's, it's different because, you know, they got all these precautions. They got all this safety. Um... The seats, they they wing you out by person. So, say I'm with two or three people, the next people over won't be for maybe another eight, nine seats. Okay. Um, also, at the same time, when you're buying the tickets, because they're trying to make their money back right now, uh, you can't do, you can't just buy a single ticket. So you gotta have, you know, you gotta have a second person, third person to go. But um, I felt safe. Other than that, I, I did. I felt safe. They do the temperature checks. Um, they they make you wear the mask the whole time, okay. even when you're sitting down. So that's a good experience because you know 
again, during COVID right now, you're kind of worried about what's going on in yeah. the world, especially in Florida. Absolutely. And um, it's just good because, you know, you feel like you're in your own bubble. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I'm not going to plan. I have no plan to go back into these venues for some time. Uh, it has to be a really good reason for me to go. But to hear that they're at least taking the temperatures, you know, getting you to wear the mask the entire time. And separate because we do see some independent shows that have you know inter- that inter- internet shows that they'll pan out to the crowd and they have that like you said that group of friends you see that that don't have their <laughs> shit on I'm like oh okay the director's not gonna tell them to get mm-hmm. off that shot you know what yeah. I mean but mm-hmm. to to know that AEW I see uh, WWE as well at one point in time they were telling people to take their mask off such idiots. They were telling people to take their mask that. off because they wanted the reaction from the uh, uh, the the facials, and then they started selling masks. I mean, yeah. so with that being said, AEW from Jump, for what I understand, has always been on the right side of that, uh, especially when they're doing the beta testing, having people sit in the um, the suite levels down at Daly's place right. uh, when they were trying to test it out. So outside of that, was was it a wrestling show? Were you were you too concerned with uh, COVID, or were you able to enjoy the show? No, you're you're able to enjoy the show. I mean, once once you get in, once you sit down, once you get like situated, you know, it just becomes like a normal. It's did almost it, like everything's gone. Did it feel like like it, the old time? It does. It okay. does feel like the old time, right. and it feels almost a little bit better because you know you. You've got more space. Okay. You know, you go to a you go to a show most of the time. You're sold out. Yeah. So just, you know, you're like crammed with everyone. Yeah, you know, but yeah, yeah. this one, you know, you're you're really spread out, and the way the the way the tickets are sold now, it's like every seat is a perfect view. Okay. So you know, yeah. I was sitting um, about in the middle of the venue, and it is literally it was like I was right there. Okay. There was nobody in front of me. How many people in total do you think were there? Oh man! Um, they now they kept saying on camera it was going to be a thousand people. Do you think it was more than a thousand people there? I would say it'd be close to a thousand. Okay. The way they spread everyone out. Okay. Because the way the way the how do you, how do you say amp, amphitheater? Mm-hmm. That's how it is. You know, you got the bottom level, and then you got like two or three other layers on top of it. So you can you can really spread the people out through the through the arena. All right, all right. So at least they're making them taking their, their time over there, um, and making just because this is what we've been talking about in the pocket for months. Is like if you're doing it, just make sure people are safe, and um, and everybody has the right to take the risk that they can take and go out to a show. Mm-hmm. I'm personally gonna wait a little bit longer. Now I understand, but was the show? Uh, you said you were diamond like two weeks ago. Yeah. Oh, how was how was the show? It was the dynamite before full gear. Um, the show was okay. okay. It, you know, they were just preparing for the pay-per-view. All right, go home. Yeah, the go-home show. All right. All right. And, so and AEW, right? No, go ahead. Go I was going to ask, what are, you went to a second show, right? You went to, what, are, what other show you went to? I went to All Out. So how was All Out? All Out was actually really good. That was... Okay, and it was was it the same amount of people there? You say roundabout roughly? It was about the same amount of people. Okay, so so All Out was a better show. And you were able to kind of be able, with one of those big shows, you were kind of able to have it spread out, 
have it to be a little bit where you can enjoy it mm-hmm. more than anything. Yep. And um, it just it makes it makes it a way better experience, especially when you got a, you got a show like AEW that only does what four big pay per views a year. So you know that they're gonna put that they're gonna put the care into that show. Yeah. So to be able to watch it, you know, pretty much like your front row, it's just it's an amazing experience. Now we've been talking AEW since they pretty much started, and we always go back and forth. I uh, we're not necessarily AEW um, marks or whatever you want to say. We are fans, and we do tune into the product. Um, but we do have a lot of gripes with the way AEW tends to do, you know, the show. Um, okay. um, I personally am probably a bigger fan than he is, and I try to give him more of a chance to just, you know, see where they take things. But um, what what specific about AEW appeals to you as a fan? For me, it's you get to see the independent wrestlers on a bigger stage. Okay. Um, you get to see them put their craft in. It's not so much as WWE where they focus all on story and then maybe they'll have a five, six minute match. Okay. And also it's the build up to it. Like I said, I think that's a really good, it's a really good idea for them to limit the pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. So it makes it more special when they're actually in the ring. Mm-hmm. You know, just look at them, the matches for full gear. They had time to build those up, so they they became important. So right. that's I think that's one thing that I do like about AEW is everything feels important. I mean, I got my gripes with it, just uh-huh. like I'm sure you do. Yeah. So yeah, and and no, you're right. Like AEW um, full gear, we had about like four matches that could have stole the show, I believe, on that in that yeah. card, and we were having that conversation. So we have you know given them the props where props is due. You know, however. You know, there are things that, you know, every single week we, we look at them and, we're, and I didn't see an identity with that with that show up for a while. And I'm starting to see it take place now. Because right now, we're getting a year now. We got more um, character. You got finally a, a TNT champion who is like, feels like this their own guy. Right. You know, um, I would have liked to see Eddie Kingston uh, become uh, AEW champion, but it didn't happen. So, all right. Um, and he would have felt like an alternative champion to me. But I like what John Moxley's doing down there, you know. So, um, speaking of John Moxley, he announced that he is uh, expecting uh, with Renee Young. So, or not Renee Young, I should say Renee Paquette. Paquette, or, yeah. Or Renee Moxley. <laughs> I'm not sure what her real name is, but happy and uh, well, happy baby. Or congratulations to happy baby. Congratulations. Ah, holy congratulations. Fuck, wrap this up. <laughs> happy baby. Congratulations to them. But um, you know what. You you heard the announcement, right? Yeah, I watched the show. It was so funny. Happy baby is what was funny, nigga. That was what I was laughing at, nigga. I wasn't laughing at that. I was laughing at, but what what we really brought you on for is because, again, I am not so much of an AEW fan because, like CT stated. It's very hard to find an identity for AEW. With that being said, the identity of AEW. Oh, shit. That's not what I want to do. To find an identity with AEW, it is through the prism 
of the guys who started the company. Correct. So, Cody, Matt, Nick, and Kenny Omega. I do feel like they all are great and deserve their credit for what and who and how they did their thing. But I do also feel like they are overrated. And with that being said, Kenny is top gun on that. Kenny, you need to stop disrespecting Kenny. Last week you're on here with a Kenny Omega t-shirt. Okay. But at the same time, it this was guy... West, it was Westside Gun. I <laughs> this guy kills him every single week. So what is it with Kenny? And and what, first of all, what, what do you feel about Kenny? Okay. Kenny's one of my favorite wrestlers. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been following him since New Japan. Um, I loved when he won the title from Okada, finally. Mm-hmm. Um, my personal... my. My favorite match with Kenny, though, he actually loves when he fought Cody in Ring of Honor. Okay. Because that was a great story. Um, and then, you know, they fought again in New Japan. He defended the title. Yeah. He kind of got that win back. Uh, but I, I'm a big fan of Kenny. But just what, what you said in the beginning about finding their placement, I feel like it's because it's a new show, too. You know, they uh, got to gotta find their groove to yeah. it. So in the beginning, you had, like you said, you had the Bucks and Cody and... Kenny, who were new to, to all of this, with Tony Khan, who's never done a wrestling promotion a day in his life. So I think now that you've gone into a full year, you've seen the evolution to AEW from mm. the beginning. And I think, Chris, you've you got to admit to that. There's been growth within AEW over the past year to the point where even you can say, oh, they have an entertaining... Uh, you, you tuned in this week and you said their show was more entertaining than NXT. You know, so you've given them props over the past couple of weeks. Of course. So I what I don't a- get, go ahead. No, go ahead. What you was going to say? What you going to get? No, no. What I don't get is like right now we're in the midst of seeing Kenny Omega become, oh, he's having an angle for the championship right now. Yes. Um. You don't see him taking the title. I, I, you, you want John Moxley to keep it and, and Will Hobbs <laughs> to take it. I don't know why, but we'll get to that. It's really why. It's we'll black. get to that. We'll We'll get to that. <laughs> but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, Kenny Omega is going to be their staple, I think their yes. staple star yes. that they have created, at least on TV here in the States. You know, he, he was on Twitter arguing with people about who's better than and Kenny Omega, but I don't get why there's even a conversation when he's when we can tell this guy's a, a star, bona fide. Well, um, the, well, there is a conversation. Who's better than Kenny Omega? And it's a conversation on ESPN every day. Is Patrick Mahomes the best quarterback in the fucking world? Yes, motherfucker. Like, there, I don't care if it's a Lamar Jackson, a Kyler Murray, or whoever the fuck, a, 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 a Tyler Lawrence, whoever, Trevor Lawrence, whoever the fuck. Patrick Mahomes is probably the greatest quarterback that we may have seen. And we just had this conversation about Aaron Rodgers. Take that to wrestling. You just said that Seth Rollins has not put together one of his best in-ring and character performances throughout his career. When has Kenny done that? And again, the best bout machine was his gimmick because he went 60 broadways with who you think is one of the absolute best wrestlers of all time in Okada. Yeah. So... Is it is it Uchiwali or is it one mic? You know what I mean? Like it's always it, both. <laughs> it's always both. <laughs> it's 
always Uchi. Well, that's that, <laughs> that's the, the, the but my thing with the Kenny point. Uh, my my point in the Kenny progress is like he was the best bout machine to whom because all of those who were making a claim for him having one of the best matches and having one of the best stories it didn't match up with having one of the best characters right and then when he had the cleaner one of the absolute best characters of all time he was a super junior okay granted right so like so when he bumped up and had when he attached that best gimmick to move up to the big guys. If you have thyroid eye disease and you can't get any shut eye because you can't shut your eyes, it might be time to discover another treatment option. To learn more, visit TreatMyTed.com. That's TreatMyTed.com. He had to shred that gimmick away, which he did, and he just sold out to going after Okada. And those matches, they happen in the G1 Classic. They happen at Wrestle Kingdom. They happen so much that niggas is like, oh, seven stars. Like, <laughs> when the fuck have we ever done seven stars? Why They only did that because they wrestled so many times. And you can't suck that much dick without giving it a couple of extra more stars. You know what I'm I mean? I'm not going to go into the whole star thing because I think that's fucking stupid. <laughs> but I think that Kenny Omega and Okada had changed kind of like a... They, had, they changed the game when it came to wrestling at that moment in time. People were noticing New Japan, not just because of the Bullet Club. That lie. That, that was Ricochet. That and, Os- and I was I will, I will pause that. And that was Ricochet and Will Ospreay with the GIFs. No, no that- Kenny Omega brought me to New Japan. There you go. It was Kenny Omega. It was Kenny it Omega. It was Kenny Omega too. and Chris Jericho. It was Ke- Chris Jericho, not fucking. Oh, well, uh, that, I mean, oh, that was, see, see. So I was, Chris Jericho brought me. Mm, okay. You see what I'm saying? But they lost me when Fergo left. Right. Oh, uh, yeah. So, listen, this is my, this, this has always been my gripe, right? And let me turn the camera so people know we got a special guest on. <laughs> this has always been my gripe. New Japan got on fire without anybody that was that is currently in AEW. That Bullet Club launch had Tama, Machine Gun, Balak Fale, and Fergo. That took the game over. <laughs> that took the game over. Not the Bucks, not the Cleaner, not AJ. It was the core four. So by the time I get to New Japan, by the time I am involved, Fergus sent off, AJ is, is sent off, then now we got Kenny Omega as the leader. Right. I'm thinking by then, well now, now they're worldwide now, right? I can't take away from them being that uh, hot topic. I can't take away from Marty Scroll and mm-hmm. Adam Cole and Hangman Page. And, like, they are building an absolute monster. They so are. I'm, I'm locked in. Mm-hmm. They bring in Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Cody, Kenny, killed any momentum that I had rolling out of New Japan into AEW, and that's where I sit with him. I, I will say, I think out of out of all of the leaders the Bullet Club had, Kenny was the worst. I, I, I've always said that. I felt like he didn't put Bullet Club first like he should have. But... I do feel like Bullet Club elevated to the next level when you did get the Young Bucks, when you brought AJ Styles into mm-hmm. it. 
you know, you started seeing these other people from the states coming in. So did Kenny diminish the the Bullet Club? I think so. So okay, so I'm sorry to pause on that. This is why I like to have a conversation. <laughs> I, I, I disagree. Kenny killed, not who killed Kenny, but Kenny killed the hottest thing no, in the business is, to is, put himself crazy. over. This is crazy. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> he killed the hottest thing in the business. Kenny Omega killed the, the, killed the Bullet Club. K- Kenny, okay, we just said. Uh, we already discussed that killing the Bullet Club was putting it, uh, making Jay White the leader. That was what killed the Bullet Club. Oh, man, Jesus That's Christ. That's what That's happened. It wasn't Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega is one of the hottest things going that had Bullet Club during that time period. And it, was, it wasn't just to put him over. We had the Young Butts doing great things. We had um, uh, uh, Girls of Destiny in there. Yo, we had a lot of people getting rubs because Kenny was putting on five-star matches, whatever stars, whatever you want to say, with Okada. So I want to tell you right now. But that was Kenny o- That. That's my thing. That was Kenny Omega, right? Ascending past the Bullet Club, leaving those behind. He didn't leave anybody behind. Hold on. The only people that came up with him was Matt and Nick, who were also putting themselves over. Do you not get that? The three guys... That eventually started a company. It was being the elite. Being the elite kind of like, yes, it got people to see them and see their character outside, you know, and, and, and it definitely made them feel like a de- separate from the the Bullet Club group. So that whole elite thing, and then they played it and so made it, they made saying, it a storyline. They made a storyline. Story story yeah. And that, and again, that, and so what that means, when you take that from Kenny, guys, right? You take super, not super serious, because the guy wrestled a child and a doll and stuff like that. But when you take this guy who elevated himself from Super Junior to being a heavyweight, to being the Bell's Bat Machine, to fucking overcoming Okada at Wrestle Kingdom, to being the top, the first non, right? What, what, uh, uh, um, um, uh, let me get this right. Of, I may be mistaken. So let me not quote this. But at this time, he's the top of his game as IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Right. At that point in time, Kenny Omega is supposed to do what? He's supposed to, with the guys that he has, with the crew that he has, with what they built with the Bullet Club, what is he supposed to do as <laughs> champ then? He's put them spo- over? Are you trying to put them over? He's well, supposed, he's supposed to-, to elevate everyone. Exactly. But- but, I mean, you could look at this. I mean, that's a whole different subject right there because then you look at New Japan and Okada was champion longer than almost anyone. And he, all the people in his faction, he didn't really elevate with him. Yeah. So then the, now you're getting into a different thing. Yeah. Well, that, well, that's why, well, that goes back to my best wrestlers too. Where it, to co- Collectively, that's why I never put Okada in a top five. To, I would say, you know, because I would never diminish his top ten. Right. But because... A lot of people look at Cena and be like, ah, Cena, Cena is not this guy because he, well, Perry, Alex, Riley, or whatever the fuck they want to say. You know what I mean? Uh, but, yeah. but like, you know, but Cena puts over guys that he knows can carry the business. Yes. And at that point in time, there was a long time Cena looked around and said, man, I don't think nobody can carry this. Okada did the exact same thing. Okada then looked at Kenny and say, okay, you can carry it. Mm-hmm. 
they then as a whole collectively shit the bed with the company, leave the company high and dry, and now it's back on Okada. Which is why we have a fear of sometimes putting over guys in that sense. With that being said, when I go to best wrestler in the world, I only name three people. I said Dan Bryan, AJ Styles, and Seth Rollins. I believe all of those will have a character, all of those in ring, all of those elevate people. I've never saw Kenny elevate anyone but himself. Well, I mean, you look at the first year of AEW. He he really didn't put himself over at all. He didn't put anybody over. Well, Mo- Moxley, Moxley was Moxley was a few that he had, mm-hmm. and then after that, he was in a tag team with Paige, which I feel like Paige did more for himself than Omega could have done for Paige, with also a slight to Kenny. You pair them two up because you feel like somebody is supposed to rub something off on somebody. Something. And it doesn't happen because Kenny doesn't have that charisma. Kenny doesn't have that portion of his attribute in there. And that's why I say it's a tad bit over here because people foresee or, or overlook that because of such a how great of a performer he is. Okay. And I feel like a lot of people miss that part of him. So I think the thing with Kenny is... He makes a way better single star. He he doesn't do good with groups. No, you know he he's just even with Hangman Adam Page as a yeah. tag team. He was an he was a good tag team, but he wasn't great. Yeah, you know he didn't really like you said. I feel like I feel like Hangman got a better rub off that than than Kenny did. But yeah. when you start to see a heel Kenny Omega in a singles run, like now you're seeing with John Moxley, I think you're gonna see a whole different side of him. I hope that he's healed, but I'm not. I'm not social because I don't know what they're doing with AEW. It's like there's no heel or faces. Yeah. Like sometimes, you know, the young bucks might be healed one day, then the next day or not. So they're just doing their own thing. So that's cool and all. But what I've got to say is that like, what they're doing right now with Kenny, they better tap in, man, because this is an mm-hmm. opportunity they have. Because I'm and I'm actually interested in him and John Moxley again. I'm actually interested where they go. But right now, what it looks like to me is. Like I said, the, the, the contract signing with Roman was better than what they did in AEW with, with uh, John Moxley and uh, Kenny. Because I'm actually curious to see how they're going to tell that these two are the top two guys in this company. That I honestly believe they are the two, top two guys in AEW. John Moxley and Kenny Omega should be facing each other for the championship. Right. You got to tell the story. Having John Moxley jump backstage just seems like they constantly are adding and making too much too, a mess of things sometimes. That doesn't need to be mess messy. Mm-hmm. Look at what they're doing with MJF. It just seems messy. There's no, they're like, they're kind of wasting the guy, and, and that's to me. I'm just whatever they're doing mm-hmm. is just it's just corny to me. Right. You know, I know a lot of people like what the the, the inner circle is, but they've always been corny. The inner circle is just not for me. Like I hate everything they're doing. Sorry, but I hate. I remember it. you saying that before. <laughs> I can't hate. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So when it comes to certain things with AEW, I feel like they just are so close to being like. Really good, so close to being perfect, and they just missed the ball. They do too much at once. Yeah, I feel like. But when I complained that AEW was Impact, people yelled at me. It's and not. what was in, hold on? What was Impact's problem? They did too much, right? Impact had great wrestlers. Impact had simplistic storytelling. Impact had a fucking crazy, dope ass looking ring. Impact even brought good wrestling, like Kurt Angle had his yeah. best kind of run when he was in. 
But they ended up doing too much. And I believe AEW, unfortunately, has an early rep. And when you have an early rep of doing too much, it's hard to outbeat that. It's hard to come back. Just, it, it's like, like impact. It, it's it's hard ja- to come back. It's Jameis Winston, man. Jameis Winston threw 30 interceptions, but he also threw 30 touchdowns. But they got Taysom Hill being the starting quarterback for, for, for New Orleans. Uh-huh. Because you just can't. You, once you see it, you can't unsee it. I think you got to give them a shot, a chance, though, to, 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 to clean it all up. They're just dragging it with the inner circle stuff. Do you tell me what you think about that stuff? So, okay. That's, That'll, okay, so for me, that's the best thing going on in AEW, actually. Oh, God. And, okay, just follow through with me, okay? Go follow ahead. through with me. So, you had this whole thing with Chris Jericho and MJF. And, you know, I follow all the podcasts and everything, oh. and, you know. Jericho said he really wanted him in the inner circle in the beginning, but there was just issues where they couldn't do it. So this was a way to get him in. But I like the dynamic of it because you have you have so much dis- disruption in the group. You got Ortiz and Sammy who have an issue with MJF and Wardlow. You got Wardlow and Jake Hager who just can't see eye to eye. Uh-huh. You got Santana who he just seems to be going with it. He's just happy, just whatever. And you got Chris Jericho, who's just oblivious to all the issues going on. So you got like you got all these stories that can come together over time, different matches, different storylines, which I think it will come to. It'll come to another Chris Jericho and MJF eventually. But I like the dynamic of just being able to have all of this different stuff at once going on. This whole thing to me better be to put over MJF as your top heel or else not worth it. Right. I'm like, what is the point of this all? Mm-hmm. Put over MJF as your top heel now or it's not worth it. And and, and, and I get you got these other storylines playing into it because I just think that they're not going to utilize it anyways. I don't trust them to utilize those storylines because I think they're going to be blow-off matches and then you're going to forget about it and move on. You know? And do I really want to see uh, a, a storyline where a guy who's in a rest like a wrestler is just wants to buddy around with other wrestlers. That's his goal. He legit had to beat Chris Jericho to hang out with him. Yeah. That's not what I want to see from my wrestling. And and I want to see like some competition. So I've always liked him being if he's gonna be your top heel, you gotta have him either infiltrate the inner circle to like take over it or dismantle it completely and have him just go on a tirade about why they're the fucking shits. And and I believe they are the fucking shits. That's my own opinion, and I get a lot of people like what's going on with it, but if they don't put MJ over as the top heel at the end of it, it's all this, all for nothing for me. Yeah, they have they have to definitely do something with him by the end of this. Yeah. It's, I think you, you put up a good point where you said, you know, just one-off matches, and that's that's always been one of my kind of gripes with AEW right now, yeah. is they got almost like a Ring of Honor mentality of where if you tune in weekly, they'll just throw matches together and then you mm-hmm. won't see it ever again. Yeah. So that's, I, I get you on that And it's one. cool because you do see some cool-ass matches and I like the matches. Like, you'll catch you'll catch one one week, you know? I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't know I was going to get that. But there could have been so much build-up. Built-up, exactly, you know? And that's what we're, and we got to find, like, they, and I think they, they know their audience, so they know their audience is just there for the matches, so that's what they do. But me, when I see, uh, you know... When I see a you know a one-off match and I'm like that's something that would have been would have meant so much more having they told a story going into it. even the you know full gear, uh, Young Bucks FTR great match, 
I felt like it still lacked something where they could have met a whole lot more. Go, you know, and, and that's just my my take on it. But I like what they're doing with AEW, like, and they have a lot of real pieces to to really be a unique alternative long term if they can get it all together. They got the utilities. That's the thing. Yeah, like, they got the utilities. They got. They even got their own stadium. I mean, this, like I said, yeah. we get, we're living in COVID right now. Is one of the biggest issues right now. If you're, you know, a wrestling promotion, is where you yeah. go wrestle. They even have a stadium just for them. So mm-hmm. they just they got to figure out how to put stuff together. Mm-hmm. And I trust that they will. I trust that they will. What do you think about the landscape right now with AEW? Where uh, you got so you got Kenny and John Moxley. Right. You know, you got what's going on with uh, Cody and uh, Team Taz. Uh, I know that Will Hobbs turned that we can talk about that in, in a minute. Um, and then we got Jay Car- Cargill, you know, and the Shaq thing. I'm not sure what's going on with that. That's weird. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that. Yeah, I'm still <laughs> trying to figure that one out. That was, yeah. uh, that was a really weird thing. Just, it came out of nowhere. Yeah, so I'm not sure if Shaq's showing up or not, but if Davey doesn't show up, that was a waste of time, too. Uh, so, um, we'll see. You know, um, this week we... Sh- had top flight. Mm-hmm. That was amazing. That was a really good match. That was amazing. Yeah, and there were some young young kids who I gotta give some credit because uh, they signed them full time there. I think that they're definitely a uh, main play for the tag team division over there. One thing about AEW, they do acknowledge the past, right? Uh, they don't talk, of course, you know the E or whatever the case may be, but they'll talk about those young kids and. You know, where they came from, what they did previously, you know, uh, which I do appreciate. You know, I definitely do appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, listen, you're looking at AEW and you're talking about I have faith in them. It goes back to the, the beginning of the conversation of AEW, man. It's on Cody, Kenny, and the Bucks. And uh, they have done some really good things. They have been really progressive in their storytelling, who they present on TV, highlighting we, we're about black wrestlers. They highlight a ton of black superstars and black wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to what we killed WWE for as far as storytelling and utilizing your characters and <coughs> uh, recognizing when you got the star and striking when the iron is hot, um, AEW does fall like everybody, you know they do fall, and I think um, the glaring, the the glaring shiny new diamond look has never kind of worked on me per se. Um, I do value that it is a diamond, right? But I'm not going to. I'm not a diamond inspector that's going to be like, oh, if you look deeply, there's a flaw. If I know diamonds and I can spot one, then I'm going to say that that's a flaw. So AEW is a, is a is is a flawed diamond. I can say that. They are a flawed diamond and that women's division needs needs some upgrading, needs some upkeep. We were just talking about that that that, yeah. that 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 the tag division um, there's just so so much talent in that tag division that they don't know how to properly book it. They are over, they 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 are, they pride themselves on having a great tag team division and then underutilize 80% of the tags on the roster. And Rusev. 
Oh, fuck out of here with that guy. <laughs> I think they became their own worst enemy with the tag division. Yes. Because they hired too many tag teams. Yes. But I, I do think that if COVID didn't hit, we would have had that second show by now. I think they were planning on having that second show to get more teams, get more people in. So you kind of show everyone else off. But because COVID hit, they kind of had to put a back burner on the, the second show. Okay. Tony Khan, he, he even he got asked about it. He said the same thing in one of the interviews. So there was going to be a second show, and then it just fell short. Okay. As, as on TV? On TV, Were yeah. Were put dark on TV, or was it going to be a second show? It was going to be a, ton, a whole other show. It okay. was going to be AEW Lightning instead of AEW Thunder. <laughs> AEW Lightning. <laughs> AEW Lightning guys, too. Um, uh, let's go ahead and wrap up the show. Ben, the whole show totality is almost two hours. Let's talk about AEW World Championship feud. I am also one, not so much a fan of Kenny winning the title. I do feel like that the scratching and clawing Kenny, Kenny building up that heel persona works well for when he finally does topple a babyface. I think Team Taz, um, likened to the Hurt Business, has the potential, even though Taz, and MV, Taz is not MVP talking-wise, they have the talent in the ring to be crazy. I think they have the talent in the ring. If if Cage can have that FTW title, if Ricky Stark can win that TNT title, and my book in black is Will Hobbs attacking Moxley and becoming world champion. Will Hobbs will be your first black <laughs> AEW world champion. Book it. And I don't care how high I am right now. Here's the thing. I'm not saying that's not a possibility. That's not happening anytime soon. I just don't know much about the guy. So I wouldn't, I personally wouldn't be interested as a new fan, especially if you're trying to get more people to watch AEW. Uh You want star power as your champions. That's why they gave it to Jericho, Moxley, Uh I think Omega. That's why I gave it, yeah. That's why why they gave it to those guys. I do believe Chris um, John Mox is probably going to drop it to Kenny. Who's the first champion? Who's the first black? No, AEW who was the first AEW champion? Chris Jericho. Okay, and then Chris Jericho lost it to Moxley? Yeah. So this is the... Uh, Moxley's only the second champion in history. Oh, yep. Second one. Okay. All right. With that being uh-huh. said... With that being said... Moxley needs to... Moxley needs to drop the title. Period. Moxley needs to drop the title, and Moxley doesn't need to drop it to Omega because if Omega didn't need the title of being a title pitcher when they first got in here and they built the fucking company around the guy, right? My, Omega should have been the first champion off rip. It shouldn't have been Jericho. It should have been Jericho Omega in the fucking finals mm-hmm. bringing over that Alpha Omega feud and, Jer- and Kenny being the fucking... Start off champion. Uh-huh. You start off with that uh-huh. because if the Bucks not gonna be in the title, if Cody's not gonna be in the title, you start the title. You start the company off with your fucking guy. Yeah, I agree. So with that. Omega should have been a guy. He doesn't need the title now. If he didn't get it, then he don't need it now. So <laughs> I think fucking Moxley beats Omega. He builds up his reputation, 
and then fucking I know you don't like you don't know Hobbs, but you know Taz, right? And if Taz is talking <laughs> up this Hobbs guy, you know what I mean? You're like, hey, who's this big brute? Like, people didn't know who I bet Johnson was at all. I bet Johnson was beating Ron Simmons, my guy. Like the but first, like Ron Simmons. But he, was, he also was not oh, yeah, the, the yeah, world man. champion. He's so. intercontinental, but still, nigga, you yeah, believed so they it. Put the TNZ championship on my, my little Hobbs. That makes more sense. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. Ricky Starks at him and John Moxley out of nowhere just makes more sense. Nigga, Will Hobbs came out of fucking nowhere and saved John Moxley. Where the fuck did Will Hobbs come from to fucking come out there with a chair to fucking get on uh the t- the tag team match so you, with Moxley? So you're booking black this right the story, huh? Write the story. You're, you're booking black it right. I just I just wrote it, nigga. You're saying they're gonna fight is not right now. How I didn't say they're gonna fight. I just told you how they interacted. The first time you ever saw Will Hobbs on TV, he was with who? Dean and not John Moxley. He was side by side with John Moxley. And we as black people were excited. We're like, oh shit, you debut Will Hobbs with the champion. You intertwine that with the storytelling, and then Moxley uh, uh Hobbs, and they, they have a feud. Now I don't know how that feud comes about, but I think that Taz has always wanted that championship. Brian Cage didn't get it. Maybe Will Hobbs can get it. I think it could be, I think it could be a few. Don't get me wrong, but I don't see him taking the championship. Uh, well, and listen, I think that he's still young. I, I think over time, you're right. Yeah. Over time, it's just not his time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir, man. I think that he definitely got potential for sure. But yeah, you need some. Like he said star potential, and not that he's not a star. It's not anything against Will Hobbs, but he needs to be. Recognizable as the guy, and he can get there. Listen, man, you just praised them for being right. Nobody knew who Darby Allen Darby Allen was when they first debuted him on TV. They build him up in six months. He's a fucking champion, and it's a big thing. Will Hobbs can be made in six months, and if Moxley is going to be your longest reigning champion for six months, bring him up, knock him down. You got fucking. Omega, you can have two feuds with him. You can bring Lance Hoyt, you can you know, or Lance Archer. You can do another match with him, and then you can make Hobbs in the middle. In the meantime, that's just me because <laughs> I don't see nobody else. I don't anybody else. Anybody else takes it off him is what Paige is is is, is Paige. That's it. Pack is not going to be in there. No, you got Pac and you got nigga. They just did the death triangle. They're not going. He's not going to elevate himself. You got you got Pac and you got Kenny. Kenny's taking the side. I think Kenny's taking that strap. Yeah, Kenny, Kenny gotta get it. If Kenny Omega is the champion, hopefully through like him being a heel, like a strong heel, th- and if they can do it that way, where we can be like, oh shit, he did some cold shit. I love it. See, I hope, I hope if, if and when he takes the championship, he takes it and he's got that cocky persona uh-huh. that you you did see in New Japan. Yeah. Because the thing is, like, you don't see in AEW him really cut promos, but. He's a great promo if you let him. I think that he's not a great promo. I think he can. Yeah, I think he can talk sometimes. He's like Brett. He, he, he can talk. He's yeah. not a great promo. Let's not talk about Brett. Let's not talk about Brett. Yeah. I ain't got the time, man. I ain't got the time, man. Let's not talk about Brett, man. Brett is an awesome B side, and I believe Kenny Omega is a very fantastic B side. Right? I got brought to New Japan because the alpha was Chris Jericho. Okada was the alpha in New Japan, right? Right now, Moxley's the alpha in AEW. Omega's a great B-side. And when, you, when you're when you a B-side, you're, you kind of tad get overrated to being mm-hmm. super artist. Yeah. Yeah. 
With that being said. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys. Reason Wrestling long form, man. Two hours. Wait, um, what's up? What do you think about the Bella Twins? <laughs> you said that you want to talk about the Bella Man, Twins. Man, I'm fucking high, bro. I don't give a fuck about no Bella Twins. Glad y'all back. You know, if you look, you can't touch. Um, glad your no, babies you said are they were better than somebody, right? What? You, you said the Bellatons were better than... No, I never said... I ne- I didn't engage in any of that stupid conversation no, I was having did. on Twitter. I hope not, because I, I said I didn't oh, want to no. talk about it. You told me to put it in the notes. But I know you were saying they were better than no, somebody. No, I put it in... You said they were better than New Day or something like no, that. No, I said... No, the fuck I did not. What the... All right, we're going to end the show, man. I, I, said, I said I'm happy that the Bella Twins were coming back. They were... They need a tag team run to solidify who they are. I did say Nikki Bella was a horrible women's champion, and I could leave the show on that. I mean, I, I think she's one of the most overrated fucking women's champions of all time. But you know, let's not let's not go there. You see, they're more them returning is more important than something. They're more forget it. Well, I'll, I'll get back to you. <laughs> week on that, but you, said were, you said they were more important and influential than. Get who it was, but it was some blasphemous shit. It was some blasphemous shit. Then who, nigga? You just said the new day, and I know I didn't say that, nigga. <laughs> so who, who, who else did I say they were more influential than? The fucking Bucks? Like who else? Yeah, the Young Bucks. Yeah. Okay, and like they are. I mean, Nikki Bella's overrated. They're more influential than the Young Bucks, and I think both of those things can be true at the same time. There you have it, guys. <laughs> yeah. Dustin, any last words? Any last words, my guy? Where can we find you? Um, you find me on Facebook. Just look up my name, Dustin Fraze, F-R-A-I-Z-E, um, or Twitter. I'm usually on Twitter, too. Uh, D-Fraze, at D-Fraze TM. Come on, awesome. at D-Fraze TM. Ladies, hop in the DM. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man. Let me take my black ass home and get ready to be on dad duty. Uh Thank you guys for listening. This is Reason for Wrestling. Peace out. Deuces.